Hello and welcome to Groom's Life Podcast with Alex Van Randwick and me, Tess Bishop. Today we're joined by the incredible Jess Errington, head girl and travelling groom to Great British eventer Harry Mead, and we're talking about burnout. We talk about Jess's own experience with the relentlessness that can come with working as a competition groom, checking in with yourself and how to prevent yourself burning out in the first place. We talk about our own experiences with how tough life in the yard can be and what you can do about sharing that burden. I hope you enjoy. So Jess, thank you very much for coming on the podcast to talk about avoiding burnout as a groom. It's a really important topic and we're so grateful that you wanted to come on and talk about it. Oh, that's okay, guys. Well, thank you very much for having me, and um, I hope I can be of help. <laughs> I've actually been really looking forward to this, because I think this is one of the first times we've had someone on who, like, one of us has actually worked with. I mean, we did have Harry on, but I feel like I definitely worked <laughs> with you than I did with Harry. <laughs> so yeah, we... no, it would be really good. <laughs> yeah, so if we start, like, at the beginning of your career, so how long have you been involved in the industry and being a member of the British Grooms Association? So I've been involved with horses pretty much all my life. Growing up as a young girl, I loved them. Um, I went to sort of horsey schools um, and college and in between my sort of college time I worked in dressage yards and point-to-point yards at weekends and holidays um, and then I joined Harry in 2008 um, and I'm yeah, 12 years later, I'm, I'm still here. Wow. Uh, it does seem been, like so um, long ago. <laughs> yeah. I know. I wasn't to be here for a year, and um, I've never left. <laughs> um, and I've been a member of the British Groom Association for about eight years, I think. Wow. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. And what was it that inspired you to become a groom in the first place? Um, so I love all animals and horses. Um, I, like I said, I went to college and horsey schools, which really sort of took off my parents thought I would grow out a bit, but unfortunately I haven't. Um, <laughs> I knew realistically, <laughs> I knew realistically that I was never going to be a good enough rider to be at the top. So I thought I would do the next best thing and work for someone that is. Um, and yeah, I mean, I then came to, I went through college and then I came to Harry in 2008 and, um, and sort of it took off from there. I mean, I always, as a young child, I went to Babington Horse Trials and was just so intrigued by, you know, what happened after cross country. I'd stand at the collecting ring, just watching all the grooms and the riders come through and the horses and was so interested in how the horses recovered. And I really wanted to be behind the scenes and I wanted to be that person leading a horse back to the stables. and. I never thought I'd be good enough to do that but here I am you've obviously been with Harry for like a very long time what's it been like watching like supporting his career all the way through and like would you ever consider going to anyone else um no I don't think I would to be honest I mean I think if he's happy with me then I'm happy and I you know Harry and I are good friends um we've sort of grown up Together, as it were, I I arrived with him with not much experience, and he was a relatively young youngish rider. Um, and yeah, no, I I love it here, and the horses I look after are amazing, and you form a bond with yeah. horses. You're with them all day, every day, um, and yeah, it's sort of special. And like I said, Harry and Rosie are, you know, part of the family. Um, yeah. And you know, if, if they're they're happy with me, then 
I'm happy. Um, and yeah, no, it's great. Love it. As Harry's head girl, you have a lot of responsibility and very, very busy days. Um, can vouch for that. Um, have you ever burnt out? Um, no, I don't think I have. Um, it's a very demanding job, um, physically and mentally, probably my role more mentally. Um, I do a lot of delegating these days and not quite so much more of the physical work, but I would say that can be mentally draining, trying to organise a yard, organise a big team of people, organise horses, physios, vets, barriers. Um, and in the season, we're on the road a lot. Um, so by the time I've you know, come home, I then have to turn around and go somewhere else. Um, so no, I, I haven't. I mean, I've been overtired, um, but I think that's the nature of the, of the job. And sometimes you do feel like you're having a really bad day and do I want to do this? But I pick myself up pretty quickly and actually you, you carry on. Um, and the next day something amazing could happen. You think, well, I've got the best job in the world. Um, and suddenly those bad moments have all gone away. And like, you know, in the, in the season, um, when you're going to a big, you know, big five star or something and your horse does really well, then there's no better job out there. Like it's, it's the most rewarding job in the world when things go right. And I think you've got to, you've got to expect things to go wrong. You know, they're horses, they're unpredictable animals. Um, you know, it's a dangerous sport. Um, but yeah, no, um, I personally haven't burnt out, but um, I have been overtired and I'm not an overly stressful person. I'm quite calm and laid back, but there are times when sometimes you can feel a bit, a bit overwhelmed. What would you say is the biggest challenge with your role and how do you overcome this? Oh, well, I would say in this sport, in any sport, there's always highs and lows. I'd say the lows probably happen more than the highs um unfortunately with horses um i think that's probably my biggest um biggest sort of worry and concern is and it's almost you just got to pick yourself up and stay strong i've got a good good team of people around me and it's staying strong and positive for them and for harry um but you know horses get injured from time to time um and it would be the lows that probably is the most challenging job challenging part of my job it's so important to have a good team around you because you don't really appreciate how much you know all your energies feed off each other until you are in those low moments yeah of course we i'm i'm lucky i've got a very good team of staff um with me at the moment um and i can totally rely on them i can i can walk away from the yard knowing that i uh, you know the yard's in good hands it's not going to burn down um, <laughs> um, you know i know that you know they're very good that you know i if they've got any worries or concerns about absolutely anything they can give me a call at any any time um but i'm i'm very lucky and you know harry and rosie as well they're very you know they're sort of hands-on and again if i'm not around they can give harry a call if they're unsure of anything um but i'm you know i'm yeah lucky to have such a good team of people at the moment how do you check in with yourself to make sure that you're not not burning out and to make sure that the low days aren't kind of getting too much for you yeah so i think it's important to sort of recognize when you're getting tired when you're getting overtired i mean sometimes i 
make really small mistakes, which I normally wouldn't make. Um, and that would be a sign for me personally. Um, and then I just have to let Harry know or people in my team know that, you know, I am exhausted and there's no shame in saying that you're exhausted. I mean, we work such long hours um, and it's so demanding, um, like I said, but I think, yeah, I think it's sort of important to just tell people that for a starter that you're feeling you're not 100 percent and then maybe just take a day off or have a lion or something and just take a step back from it and on your you know on your days off or in the evenings just go somewhere completely different um i've you know i've got a few friends who have no idea about horses and sometimes that's a good thing to go and you know to go and spend an evening with them and go to the pub have a drink you know switch off a bit um i'm quite lucky i can switch off um so yeah, it's important to, to have that time away um, and then hopefully you'll come back um, all guns blazing and ready and raring to go again. I do think it is important having non-horsey friends because it's so easy. Even if you've got a friend who's like working on a different yard, you see them and all you talk about, like you start off being like, hey, we're not going to talk about work. We're just going to talk about like normal yeah. stuff. And then the next second you're on horses and you're just talking about horses and like this thing that yeah. happened at work, I'm really annoyed about it. Um, and then you're back on work. <laughs> yeah i know it's um it is hard but luckily i have got a few people who don't are not even interested so there's not even <laughs> any point in bringing up anything to do with a horse um, so, so you mentioned that that you pick up on certain signs that tending yourself to get overtired is there anything you do kind of every day or every week that just gives you a couple of moments to see how you're feeling and recharge yeah I think um, one important thing is I'm very good at, I like my evenings when I come in. So however, fit, however late I finish, I have to make sure instead of just having a shower, having some food and going straight to bed, I have to make sure that I switch off somehow. Now, whether that is just staying inside, um, watching some TV, chilling out, um, talking to the guys on the yard, um, just something different or try and make make yourself go out and I'm one of those people who's not particularly great at um, going out but once I'm out I'm fine but it's getting me out the house an issue <laughs> um, but no but I yeah it's yeah <laughs> how often do you like do you set yourself aside like I am gonna have one morning off a month just to recharge do you set yourself like a regular amount of time to just have to yourself yeah. i mean i in the season it's it's very very tricky um especially with my my role um but i yeah i mean i you have your day off a week anyway um but if i'm getting particularly tired i will then just mention that to harry and i will have a lion or something just to recharge my batteries a bit yeah is he quite understanding yeah. about that about yes, having a morning off Oh, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've got enough people as well to to sort of cover, so it's not like we're we're short. And I have to be there all the time. Having a just having a boss who's like on it with stuff like that, and who takes you seriously yeah. when you're like, I'm actually not okay. Yeah, yeah. How often do you allow yourself sort of time away from the yard setting? Because I know how hard it is when you take a day off and you do something away, but you have to go back. And actually, it's only when you take maybe a couple of days away and have a short holiday that you realise 
how tired you are and you properly get to relax and you don't have to think about it yes um again in the season it's it's really hard um out of season you have a bit more time to try and organize a few days even if i quite prefer having two or three days here and two and three two or three days there and sort of split up rather than a whole chunk of time because i also find in the winter can be quite demotivating um you know it's cold it's wet it's snowing um it's not particularly um yeah you know most horses are away um so yeah no i mean so i do try in the winter to stagger that time and then i'm always having something to look forward to to keep me motivated rather than having a big chunk of time when you do have your day off like i know it's so easy if you have your day off and you don't do something it's so easy to be like oh i'm just gonna go onto the yard because i just wanted to do like i just wanted to do this or i just want to check this horse then you walk onto the yard and then you see that something needs doing and you're like oh i'll just i'll just sweep that bit and then someone else doesn't have to yeah or i'll just straighten that rug do you do you have to like just get me i am actually very good to be fair at just staying away um i sometimes as i walk past the yard to get in my car to go somewhere i'll sometimes have a quick fill their legs and yeah. that's about it um, but unless i have any problems i am i am yeah i'm quite good at good at staying away quite good at switching off i think you have to be because otherwise you do end up like suddenly you've worked a day on your day off yeah. and you're like oh. yeah yeah You've mentioned that it's quite hard to find the time off during the competition season because you've got long hours and lots of shows to go to. How do you find the balance then? Because if you've got back-to-back competitions with your important role, surely it's quite hard to find your day off then. Yeah, it's um, it is really hard. Um, Harry and Rosie are great. They do make sure that I do have my one day off a week. I won't go for any longer than that. Uh, And if I'm away at a three-day or week, I will have say two days off the, the week before that um so and also yeah again just in you know if we'll be eventing say friday saturday sunday so those days earlier in the week i will try and make sure that we finish at a reasonable hour and that i get my evening time and i'm forced out to go to the pub um <laughs> and um and it's important to get out of the bubble as i call it um because it's very easy to just stay at the yard the whole time and then you're stuck it's so um, important for you as well that you because you obviously take pride in your job and want to do the best that you can at it and if you're not 100% on your a-game because you're tired and you make mistakes then you're going to be frustrated that you're tired and you're not doing a good enough job and your boss is going to be annoyed because it hasn't gone exactly how you wanted it and all it takes is a couple like a lion such yes. a simple thing yeah it's so simple so simple and it's just those extra few hours in bed to make such a difference um and also i try and set aside it sounds sounds a little bit lame but i do try and set aside a really early night once a week (laughs) so i'm i'm in bed by like eight um and yeah so it's amazing an early night is always much better for you than a lion i find yeah yeah 
I mean, when when I was at when I was working at Harry's with you, I was doing I was working for the company that I now work for um, on my day yeah. off, and I'd make yeah. sure that I got on my day off. I'd get to work at like eight so that I could come away at three and drive back, and then I'd be in bed by yeah. like seven. And quite yeah. often, on my lunch break, I'd like run in, like hoof down some food, and then have a nap for twenty minutes yeah. and then get back to work. Yeah, <laughs> sleep is important. It is. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, food, food is important and it, having a, a healthy-ish diet as well. I'm quite lucky and I do quite like healthy foods, so that isn't too much of a problem for me. But getting enough energy and protein into you um, and some caffeine always helps as well. <laughs> yes, caffeine. Um, yeah. we, know, like, we all know that the equestrian industry is associated with like long days, long hours, like especially during the season it can be quite like relentless how important is it to you to make sure that you have your time off off um yeah i mean really important um it's it's sort of vital to be honest because otherwise you you will burn out and you can't continue you physically it's physically impossible to continue um doing your job properly i mean you've got um you know you've got a team of staff to look after you've got important like amazing horses to look after and as soon as you're off your a game then things you know mistakes happen and things go wrong and there's nothing wrong with you you know there's no shame in saying that you're struggling or um you're tired or you need an extra few hours in bed um (laughs) so it is it is vital to make sure you get you get that time off um even if it is even if you're not doing anything you know major it's just a case of recharging your batteries getting some rest and doing something different for a day or a week or whatever yeah the, sure. in- the industry can has been fairly well known uh, having sort of an attitude of you keep going like you know the attitude if you fall back off if i want to get back on again and you know you keep going work long hours but do you think that burnout and overtime is something that affects quite a lot of groups I think it probably does. I mean, I think the most important thing is to recognise that you're you're getting burnout, burnout. And um, I think just telling people around you, telling your boss, telling people you work with that you're you're struggling. Um, and because it is dangerous, um, and you know, it's a demanding job physically and mentally, and especially for the people in the high profile professional yards these you know people like myself who are in you know who are head girls and traveling grooms you know they are more likely to you know to get burnout um and i think it's just important to to discover the symptoms and and tell someone um and then get some time off you're obviously like being harry's head girl and having been at the top of the sport for so long you're obviously friends with a lot of other head girls working at other yards have there has there ever been a time where like you've seen one of your friends and been like no you need to like you're not okay you need to stop um no not particularly um no i mean whenever i mean my my good friends i see mainly through their venting um we spend a lot of time with each other then and to be honest i think most most of the time then we're sort of running on adrenaline um you know those big three-day events you are you you know you are working long hours and you know i i know for a fact when i get back from a three-day on the monday morning i feel slightly hungover with tiredness um (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm slightly hyperactive and slightly all over the place, and especially <laughs> if it's gone well, um, I'm. Yes, I get I'm really my... like you know kids when they get overtired and they're just hysterically yeah. laughing at yeah. everything. Like, yeah. I get really tired and hysterical. Yeah. Um, and then I definitely realised that I, I need some sleep. <laughs> yeah, you think when you go to a three-day, you've got fewer horses, and you're like, oh, it'd be nice and easy, but you forget that, you know, you've got a trotter for whatever time, and they're yeah. all on at different times, and you've got to check them in the evening after they've been cross-country, and you've got to pack the lorry, unpack the lorry, do some beds. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's pretty full-on. I think it's worse because even because in your brain you're like oh I've got less horses so like I'll just go and do this and I'll just go and do this and you end up like skipping out every two minutes and hand grazing every 10 minutes and like you just you end up always being busy but busier for longer and mine are usually quite high maintenance I quite like doing a lot of grazing (laughs) and walking so I'm I'm actually my day is pretty full-on even with just one horse (laughs) yeah or Thorsby where you had five oh yeah that was that was busy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I past you I was like I'm not going to say hi she looks too busy I'm just going to leave her. I'm just going to let her crack on <laughs> well yeah. having been a member of the British Green Association for eight years now what would you say are your top three BGA membership benefits oh I think um probably firstly being a member of an association that is recognizing grooms and helping our industry basically you know um it's come on a lot over the last 10 years for you know from british groom station in the fact that you know we're being recognized a lot more we have a really important role that most people before the british groom association didn't really realize i mean i think people probably just thought that um you know they saw horses and riders go around at Babington and they didn't realize in you know the involvement of grooms and how important you know our job actually is to getting them there um so probably that and then we have um personal accident insurance so that's really good you know it means you're always covered for if anything goes wrong i mean let's face it we work horses things do go wrong from time to time um so you're always covered there um and also the help and the support you can get from the bga you know we're talking about burnout it's you know, if you are ever struggling um, and you haven't got anyone to talk to or, you know, um, there's the Grooms Minds um, support network. So you can, um, if you're a member, you can click on there and get online and you can get some support um, from them there. There's so much there for everyone to go and look at. Yeah, I feel like every time we talk to someone, the more I'm like, I'm not even a groom, but this sounds like something you should really get involved with. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's brilliant, and they've done so much for us, and we've got to, you know, we've got to keep it up, and um, yeah, the industry's changed so much, um, and yeah, I'm very very grateful for the BGA. I do feel like people don't appreciate. Um, People don't, like people don't always appreciate how how a how tough it is being a groom. Like I've had some tough days doing yeah. whatever sport I was doing, but I've never yeah. felt finished a day feeling so like physically beaten up as I have. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's physically and mentally draining at times. And like I said, it's the best job in the world, but sometimes yeah. it's the hardest job in the world. Um, yeah. And it is it's full-on it's crazy um but i think when you're having a bad day you've got to just 
try and carry on, think positively, smile, laugh, yeah. otherwise you'll probably end up crying sometimes. And realise that it's a lifestyle rather than a job. I think that's the most important yeah. thing. You know, you can't go into it lightheartedly. Um, and I think if you are going to be a groom, especially a professional groom for probably an event rider, um, yeah. you are going to be out on the yard at all hours um and you would do anything you can to for these horses um and at the end of the day the horses give us so much and i feel that we we you know we should do everything we can to maximize their performance and especially these these good five-star horses you know they're incredible but they're not going to be incredible if we don't give them the care and attention um that they that they need um and the same, you know, for Harry, like Harry has to concentrate on his job. He's got a totally different role to myself. Um, and he doesn't want to be out here making sure that I've done this and I've done that. You know, that's, he needs to take a step back and sort of let me get on with my, my job, as it were. Um, which, the part which, between you guys is like amazing. Like, I don't think, like the whole time I worked there, I don't think I ever saw him check anything that you'd done or like check that you'd done anything. Like there was, just, it was. He just knew it was going to have been done. Yeah, and I have to say, I'm, I'm quite glad he's not particularly hands-on outside um, because <laughs> I, I think it would drive me mad um, having him checking yeah. up on every five minutes. Um, but he, yeah. he does. Even his every job. now and again, he'd, he'd like walk down the front of the row and stables, and you could see you like, what are you doing? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. No. <laughs> no I'm very I'm very lucky that he he trusts me um and you know he, he always knows that I'll give him a call if you know we're out, you know I'm unsure of anything and vice versa thank cool. you so much again for being thank on the you. podcast uh, but I hopefully hope you can go out the cold tech room now yeah <laughs> <laughs> well thank you very much guys that's all right go and enjoy your evening yeah thank you take <laughs> you for listening to this episode of Groom's Life podcast with the incredible Jess Errington, Alex Van Randwick and me, Tess Bishop, for the British Grooms Association. If you listen to this episode and you want to access any of the resources we mentioned or you want to learn more about becoming a member and what benefits that can bring you, head to www.britishgrooms.org.uk. A standard membership plan is only £22.50 a year. We'll see you next time in the next episode of Groom's Life Podcast.